What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio, and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. On today's episode of the Blitz, Arthur Motes and I yap about a very intriguing cornerback free agent market that is still available out there as we get closer and closer to training camps and preseason and, of course, the regular season. We've got to discuss uh, an offensive lineman, Trey Turner, whose name has been mentioned in Steelers circles and what we kind of maybe some some lines that we can draw off of that And, of course, we've got to give you some stories, some laughs, from some giggles from our golf outing yesterday. But first, uh, the NCAA, as we know, it could be changing after a landmark ruling, and we've got to discuss. Here we go. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Yes, it is yours truly, Arthur Motes, with my partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler, for the next two hours, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on SNR. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Steelers Blitz, and we are back in the saddle after our first <laughs> official team building activity. Ah, now we're, see, we're that's, that's exactly what it was. That's we had exactly our first official, I mean, we've been working together for going on three years yep. now. Yep. And yesterday, something magical happened, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yesterday, out of all places for the two of us to link up, we linked up on the golf links for a smooth 18 of those green things. Oh, yeah. Survived a tornado. We had to do some running towards the end. Raised some money for a great cause, but ultimately had a freaking blast. It did. My God. Buddy, that was about uh, How we the, most, today, the man? most fun I've ever had on a golf course. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're living fantastically. That was, you know, if all Mondays could be like yesterday was. Man, ain't that the truth? We had a great time, like you said, for a great cause. We were fortunate. You know, I think we thought the weather was going to hit much earlier than it did yesterday. <laughs> we were able, uh, you know what, it was about 3 o'clock, a little after 3 before the weather really started yeah. hitting. So we had... All morning and afternoon. Absolutely. I mean, and especially when the weather was supposed to be like that the whole day. Brutal. From like 8 a.m. Yeah. till late at night. It was supposed to be thunderstorms and things like that. But the weather was in our favor. Yes, it so was. So shout out to the weather Everything gods for that. Everything was in man. our favor. But, yeah, that's funny. You know, I, I get that question sometimes from friends, from family members. Yeah. Sometimes people tweet it to us on Twitter like, hey, you and Moat's been doing the show for a while. You guys ever hang out? You guys ever do <laughs> anything? And I'm always like, uh, no, not yet. You know, we tried to last year, pandemic, yeah. all that, obviously threw we, we everything into We had plans flux. for, like, going to different games, right, but then right. different things came up. Yep, yeah, we've, tried, yeah. To, we've tried to go to, to, to some WVU, James Madison game a couple yeah, of years man. ago, but had some things come up. Yeah, but I tell you what, we got out there yesterday, and we made the most of it, hey. buddy. That was fun. And, and, again, thank you for having me. Uh, hey, no, 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 man, I appreciate you. Cause. And I'm going to say this, man. I was a little surprised, man. We we, we low key had a nice little golf tandem going we here did. between the both of us. We did. It's a good golfer in there between the both of you. Just like it's a little bit of this, sprinkle of that, yep. take away some of this, minus some of that, and we got somebody nice. If we actually, <laughs> if we actually like put the time into it, I think we I think we could have hey. placed in that tournament. But yeah, we had you know we had a we had a couple pars, couple, absolutely, couple man. Bogies. We were we were out there uh, having a good time and no question, man. You know we were making the joke uh, for those of you that have seen Mighty Ducks. <laughs> um, the original Mighty Ducks, Fulton Reed, the big defenseman who takes the slap shots. Yeah. 
He's like, man, one out of five. One out of five. It's the nicest slap shot ever. <laughs> that was the, the, those those other four, course. we're like, man, duck. <laughs> it might not hit the ball. <laughs> we might move the earth when we hit this ball. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. But we are going to have that one that's going to just look beautiful, picture perfect. Oh, you know it. And sure enough, man, that's what we were able to do. But, man, it was awesome. And I appreciate you too, man, because it was an awesome cause that we were supporting, man, in terms of the uh, McGuire yeah. Memorial Foundation, which specializes in ultimately making uh, physically and mentally, developmentally challenged adolescents and adults become more self-sufficient, being able to, quote-unquote, live on their own in a, a sense because what their campus provides them with are apartment-style living for them so they can live on their own. Obviously, they're going to have to have some type of assistance sure. because these are wheelchair-bound. A lot of them aren't able to verbally communicate, so they use different technology, yeah, mental and iPads physical, right? and things like yeah. that. Absolutely. But it was just cool, man, to, like I said, be able to have an event like that. Heck yeah. Along with raising money for those people and having a blast with oh, my dog. Without a doubt. I so tell you yeah, what, man. folks. Yeah. I mean, Arthur buddy. Motes, you know, he was the star of the show. Um, but I believe it was was it was it uh was it Mr. Roar who said yesterday, uh, you know, if we could or no, it was Larry, wasn't it? Who yeah, said it was we, Larry, yeah. If we could just get that Arthur Motes to come out of his shell, folks. Hey, shout shout out to Larry Richard, the voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> the PA announcer for yep. the game day broadcast yep. at Hinesville. Yeah, he was there as well. He was there. The I event. got to meet him, which was awesome. Yeah, Larry Larry's a good dude, man. But yep. yeah, he was actually the one who got me connected with that charity okay. as well, man. But I always find it, you know. In scenarios, especially during this offseason, where we know there's plenty of negativity to talk about. There's plenty of, okay, this guy got in trouble, that guy got in trouble. And we always overlook the positivity that's going on and things like that. So just figure, you know, it'd be fun to lead off with that. And especially since it pertained to me and you oh, having yeah. our first link up. Listen, if you want to see the first one, if you want to see the pictures and the what? videos, they're on Twitter, <laughs> they're on Instagram, they're out there. Dude. Yeah. We uh, I tell you what, we one one day, Motsi, hopefully we'll get to the point we'll have a we'll have an SNR golf outing here Seriously, one, of right? these, one of these days too. Yeah, cuz that was that was fun yesterday and folks, I'm sure you can imagine. I mean, but Motsi was just in his element, baby. He's oh, shaking hands, it, he's man. kissing babies. Stop it. Every, <laughs> everybody having a good old time. Arthur Motes making everybody feel like they're an A-lister out there on the country club. Hey man, when you get your own mozzarella, baby. <laughs> when the boy, they said the boy got his own drink. The boy got his own I tell you drink. what, a couple of those mozzarellas <laughs> might have uh, contributed to an early bedtime for hey me now. last night. <laughs> About to say, definitely was a uh, early, early good night. I Just, love you guys. Peace. Listen, like, like Bob Labriola has told us last week. You know, we we were out there all day golfing. It yeah. had to replenish the fluids. Oh, no question, no question, man. But it was an awesome experience. Like I said, I definitely appreciate and you. Thanks again, again for man. having me, man. Yes, first, first of many, first of many. Absolutely. And speaking of first, man, we had a major ruling oh. that took place yesterday as well, man, and and that took place by way of the Supreme Court ruling unanimously that the NCAA may no longer place limits on their educational related benefits towards student athletes or excuse me that benefits that student athletes can receive for playing college sports. Now this is huge because we've all heard about NCAA violations for receiving improper or impermissible benefits, whether that may be an extra pair of shoes, whether that may be okay, I see you're hungry, you don't have enough money to buy these groceries. I give you the money for that. Those come, come things to my car dealership and sign autographs for a day, and I'll lease you a car for mm -hmm. free for the next two years. Yeah, so those things had traditionally been violations where guys were losing eligibility 
prime people. We talk about Reggie Bush losing a Heisman Trophy. Yep. Talk about the different amount of wins that were forfeited by various yep. programs solely based on these rules right here. We remember Terrell Pryor yep. at Ohio State for the tattoos and things like that. Uh, A.J. Green got suspended for a jersey, for, for right? a jersey. Yep. So was, and it was there, his jersey. Wasn't there a running yeah. back? I, I want to say this was probably like 15, 20 years ago. This was, I remember this when, I, when we were mm-hmm. kids. Wasn't there a running back at Penn State who borrowed a suit to like attend his uncle's mm-hmm. funeral? And got, and got suspended for, yes. for borrowing this suit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just so yeah. ridiculous. So those are the things that typically have been allotted to the NCAA. But the Supreme Court, they ruled that, man, none of those things are no longer in play. And it's effective, I mean, right away, which is huge. So we will start to see a major shift in terms of how, you know, we're, we're going to see college football look going forward. Because sure. when you start factoring in money, <laughs> that does change the landscape a little bit. Now, we can, we're going to get into the particulars of pros and cons to this decision, but just your initial thoughts on it, man, because this is a monumental move by the oh, Supreme Court to uh, rule against them 100%. unanimously on top of that. Um, my, my, my initial reaction is, is that this opens the door to a new era in college athletics. Mm-hmm. Obviously, football is going to be at the forefront of the conversation because that is the biggest revenue-producing sport in the NCAA. But it's not just football players. Obviously, we know basketball would be next up on that list. But there's a lot of these athletes, too, who are Olympic athletes still in college. So there, there's a lot of opportunity here. It it opens the door, though, to a new era in college sports. It doesn't mean, right, Motsi, and I think this might confuse some people, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden Alabama and Nick Saban can, can go to the next Devonta Smith, right, and say we'll pay yeah. you $100,000 a year to come Correct. to Alabama. That's it, it, it. What it does mean is that – this is opening the door for, like you talked, um, you know, being able other for, payments. Right. And, for example, a guy like Devontae Smith, right? Yes. Even though Alabama can't come to him and say, we'll pay you hundred grand." what Devontae can do now is profit on his name, his yes. image, his likeness. So, Which in Tuscaloosa universe, is worth a lot. Right. So if the University of Alabama says to Devontae, hey, we want to sell your jerseys in the bookstore. Ah, uh, we'll give you. We'll give you ten dollars from every. Yeah. Every, every sale bucks, you get five percent of. We'll give you. Yeah. Yeah. So now you can see that that could be potentially lucrative for him because <laughs> of the earning power of that, but it's based on, you know, him being able to make money on his own name, his own image, his own likeness, which prior to this ruling had not been the case. Plenty of us top athletes at our our various universities would tell you man, we will go by the bookstore and see our jerseys in the bookstore. <laughs> yep. And if I went in there and asked to get that jersey for free, my jersey, no chance. that's a violation. Yep, that's true. Even it's if a violation. they gave you one, that's, that's I would get a suspended violation. For it. Even yep. if it was mine, I would get suspended for it. So now, and, and didn't get any compensation for it either. You think about the amount of people, I mean quarterbacks, right? You think about the various quarterbacks, not even guys that made it to the NFL, but just big-time level collegiate quarterbacks. The amount of money that they could make. You think a guy like Troy Smith at Ohio State. Oh, my gosh. you imagine if he could have made money on his likeness during that? Johnny he, Manziel he at probably, A&M. They, those guys probably would have made more there than they would have made throughout their whole NFL career. Because based on their NFL careers, they're only in the NFL for a couple of years, tops. Whereas at those universities, those big programs, those big boosters, the support that they get there, it's, it's plenty of ways that they could have made some, some substantial money off of their name image and likeness yeah you met a lot of those guys right um man the the Terrell Pryors and the Reggie Bushes and the Johnny Manzels and even a guy like Colt McCoy at Texas right uh Matt Leiner when he was guys that we all know because of collegiate right because of what they did at the collegiate level not because of them having crazy professional careers right right um 
a guy like Baker Mayfield. As much exactly, as, right? As much as I like the rag no, no, no. Will guy Greer. Like Baker May- Will you don't Greer. think real, Will Greer at West Virginia? Come on, man. Tavon Austin? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And so, again, I, I, I do think that that's important to note. It's not like all of a sudden these schools can just start offering kids salaries. Uh, but this, this opens the door definitely for a new era. Again, if let's say Johnny Manziel, right? Mm-hmm. If, if car dealerships in Texas wanted to pay Johnny Manziel $40,000 a day to come sign autographs, like that, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and you know what? The statement from the Supreme Court, I, I thought this was pertinent. I mean, obviously, they, they said a bunch of different things. But one of the lines that stuck with me, nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate. It's crazy. Only, only in college athletics was that model even attempting to be worked, even mm-hmm. attempting to sound logical. Because in no other profession collegiately or in the professional ranking does that ever take place. We've talked about the numerous examples of people who go to school on academic scholarships, who work and have internships at Fortune 500 companies while still being students at their various universities. And we talk about those people and say, this is great for them. They are ahead of the curve. They're getting business experience. We love this. We don't speak on amateurism. We don't speak on earning power. We don't speak on, oh, man, is this going to dilute the product for these guys going to class? Now, they're not going to go to class because they're getting money from Microsoft. No, we don't care about none of that. We all say that this is how it's supposed to be. But when it comes to sports, that was the only situation in America where we say, hey, we know that you can make money to do that. We know that this could be your job. It probably will be your job in a little bit. But you're not allowed to do anything right now mm-hmm. to make any money on that, mm-hmm. baby. You have to mm-hmm. wait. Mandatory. Otherwise, we're going to take what you're – the thing that you do so well to, to earn money, it's we're going to take that away from you. It's crazy. And that example that you just gave is great, too, because, Arthur Motes, when I was in college, you know, I, I had different internships during the school year, during the summer, all that stuff. One of the internships that I had was uh, all, all my – four and a half years in Morgantown. Um, I, I worked for the athletic department. I interned for the WVU athletic department. One of my, and, and some of the stuff I did was, was free, mm-hmm. you know, was, was, was internship stuff, but some of the stuff I did, I got paid for like, for example, and it just sounds so crazy to, to say it like this out loud for the men's and women's basketball teams at WVU, my junior and senior year, mm-hmm. I was the head replay. I was the replay guy. So if you were at the Coliseum watching a basketball game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Asia Bussy makes a nice block or, you know, Deshaun Butler hits a three and you look up to the Jumbotron to see the replay, I was the one controlling all of that, okay? They paid me $75 a game. So this was part of my internship. Right. But, but to do that, since it was kind of like a responsibility thing, right, they paid me 75 bucks a game. You know, two-hour games, 75 mm-hmm. bucks. I'm making more money than the players. for that game mm-hmm. than Deshaun Butler, mm-hmm. than Javon Carter, who gets drafted a couple years and, later. And these are all the guys that are filling those arenas. I'm getting, I'm getting paid, I'm getting paid seventy five bucks. Not a lot, but I'm getting paid seventy five bucks, which is more no, than no, no, the no. stinking and, and athletes said, on the court. You said that's not a lot. Seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars to, to a college kid. You're, kid? you're absolutely right. Yes, that's food for me for what? a week. What? That's food for a Listen, week. Listen, five dollars for me when I was in college. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was the man for the week. Exactly. I said I got, I got, I got food. We exactly. get groceries with this. And so think about mm-hmm. it. Usually, like men's team, women's team, each have one home. You know, get home game, yeah. uh, road game, a home week, game, pretty much. Yeah, like that's. I think that's hundred and fifty dollars a week for mm-hmm. me. One hundred fifty dollars every ten days for me. That's mm-hmm. 
that's changing money. I mean, that that is that is for a college kid. That's everything. Now, imagine you're a college kid who comes from a situation different from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which a lot of the college athletes typically do where, come from these you know rougher situations, man. Where all of a sudden, not only are you okay, I'm good. I I got my gas money and my food money for for the week, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe I got maybe I got a few dollars to. To, to, to have a little fun this weekend as well, right? You could go from that to, hey, I can support my family. Mm-hmm. I can support my siblings. I no, can- seriously, that and that is the reality for a lot of these college yes. athletes, man. Hundred percent. Anybody who's been around college athletics knows that. There's, 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 there's plenty of kids in college sports who come from. I'm not saying crazy wealthy millionaire families. No, but, but families that don't live paycheck to paycheck. Correct. But man, there are there are just as many, if not more, um, that their families, their friends, whoever could use that support. Yeah. Their siblings, and and this, like I said, this is not going to be. We're not going to wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden, you know, anarchy. Uh, everybody's getting right. checks. All of a sudden, the defensive yeah. end at LSU is making six hundred grand a year. Um, but this this opens the door to a new era. Um, and Motsi, starting next week, mm-hmm. already six states, and they expect this number to grow in the next week, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, New Mexico, and Texas, next Thursday, so nine July days, 1st, right? nine days yeah. from now, yep, uh, enact laws allowing college athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness. For example, a player could uh, sign an endorsement deal with a local company, sell autographs, or host a training camp and make money off those things. Mm-hmm. That's another one, too, hosting training camps. I mean, we, plenty of us done that before. Absolutely. Think about that. At the Th- professional level, we do it for free just because we know, like, optics-wise, it's not, you know, it's, just, it's not the best look to be charging <laughs> people like that. Even though some people do it, it's not a good look. But collegially, you could do that same model and charge those people. And they would, I mean, think about this. 200 kids show up and you $10 a head, $20 a head. Or if you wanted to be a little higher end, $100, $100 a head. A head. You do the math you, on that, man. You don't think these past summers, if Trevor Lawrence would have hosted a quarterback yeah, exactly. camp? Exactly. Parents wouldn't pay a thousand dollars for their kids to go Easily. spend a day with Trevor Lawrence. Easily. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. And that is again. Yeah. That to me has always been the thing. I, if you, and we might get here some point, and 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 that would really change if you have okay Ohio State and Alabama offering this five star recruit six hundred grand a year, mm-hmm. but you know, but uh, but Penn State or Pitt or WVU yeah. or whatever Syracuse can only offer him a hundred grand. That's different from this. If. If Arthur Motes is walking down the street on the campus of James Madison University mm-hmm. and some bookstore says, hey, Arthur, can you come in here and, and sign books, sign autographs for the day, and we'll pay you $1,000, you should be able to do that. Yeah. If some car dealership wants you to come out and take – take, you see those uh, – Beaver County Automotive has like Brian <laughs> Dumoulin. You know, Brian yeah, Dumoulin's like, yeah. like flipping a hockey puck in the commercial. If they want to pay Devonta Smith to come out and catch a football yeah. in one of their commercials – they should be able to do that stuff, Well, and man. I will say this, too. I know you – I mean, because when you talk about these decisions, we know it's always another side of it, right, a rebuttal side. And I understand their fear as well. They're, they're concerned about amateurism being gone. And we can make the case about was it really amateurism. But what I will say is this. In terms of the people that are against these type of rulings, I understand why they could be because, for me – Playing in college, man, it was pure. Playing in college, even though you have a little bit of the politics starting to come in, it's still its purest form. And it's its purest form because you don't have to worry about chasing the dollar as much. You worry about developing. You worry about best situation for you as a player. And then you know it's setting you up to earn. Correct. Whereas at the professional level, it becomes flipped. 
it becomes more about earning power and then it's more so about the fit afterwards because if you don't have the money, it really doesn't matter at this level. Absolutely. So when you talk about that model and you're taking it to the collegiate ranks, the thing that I have a little bit concern about is if it gets to the point where, number one, people are only trying to go to these top schools, right? Because right. let's be real, right. not every school is going to be able to pay what we're referring to right now when you talk about Bama, Ohio State, Absol- Penn State. WVU it's cannot, a small WVU handful of schools. WVU cannot pay the same amount that Penn right. State can. It's a small handful of schools. So that's not my concern. But the concern becomes this. During college – as an athlete, those are some of your best development years. Hmm. You learn adversity. You learn skill development. You understand who you are as a player. You don't get sure. that luxury when you get to the professional level. Professional level, we joke about potential, right? We say potential gets you fired. College, potential gets you drafted. Potential, you develop that. <laughs> right, right. That's where you want potential. But the thing is this. Traditionally, the model works because when you're going to college, you're not bouncing around year to year, right? We're not going out here looking for the next big paycheck collegially. No, we're trying to find the fit. We're trying to find the coaches that can help us develop. Yes, the program and the right. coaching staff. That so you feel now, with. if it gets to the point where I'm only trying to chase this money, well, maybe sure. I should have stayed here for a couple of years and developed, but instead I'm bouncing around from this university this year because this car dealership wanted to pay me that. Oh, now I'm going to transfer over here because they want to pay me this. But in the whole time, I'm not developing. So does that help me or hurt me in the long run? Well, it's a great call. Then you also think about some of the smaller schools that we talked about. Now, mm-hmm. Brown is an Ivy League school, right? But I'm right. bringing up Brown because they used to be D1. Now they've dropped their sports to D3. Why is that significant? D3 don't have scholarships, baby. So, in theory, does this ruling help or hurt college athletics? Because now, what happens when more programs decide, well, you know what? We can't afford to keep up with some of these other schools, some of these bigger programs that want to offer a little bit more money or want to do this. So, what we'd rather do, let's just dead our sports as D1s and make them D2s, D3s, where now it's not mandatory for us to pay for this. So, hey, you go earn what you want to earn, mm. but you're going to be the one paying for all your other stuff as well. So, that's the other edge mm. to that sort because we only focus on that's a great point. Alabama, that's Ohio great point. State, Clemson. But – when we talk about how many Division One programs there are for football, basketball, and any other top sports, you look at how many of them there are. You look at their earning power, and you talk about, okay, if we all try to go you. that way, it is. this is the return. This is what some of these programs could do to say, well, you know what? We can't compete with that, so we'll just rather go this way. So that's why it's like, all right, I understand the double-edged sword because part of me as an athlete is like, oh, yeah, complain, get the money, and that's all that matters. But big picture-wise, you can see how this could have that slippery slope as well. Listen, I I am not naive enough to think that there are no potential um, negative ramifications of this. And you touched on something there, the bouncing around thing. I, I think, you know what, it made me think of something, too. I mean, because we're already starting to see some of that we're happen now. We're already starting to see with the with the one-time tra- yeah, transfer non-tran- yeah. You know, you could transfer once now without sitting out for a penalty. I think we've seen some of this already. That would be the concern for me, Motsi. Um, like, let's look at the, like uh, this is a this is a football show, right? Let's look at the last uh, this past first round draft in the NFL, right? The 2021 mm-hmm. uh, first round draft of the NFL. A guy like Zayvon Collins. Yes. What's to say that? Before it's his a great senior, name you just picked up. Yeah, he might, he may not, or may, I mean, I wonder Gosh. why he's at the forefront of my mind. He may or may not have gotten in trouble with the law yesterday. Uh, Zayvon Collins, first round linebacker, first round linebacker out of Tulsa, right? What's to say that for his senior year, Lincoln Riley comes knocking on his DMs? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you knock on DMs, but you something get like it. that. 
And he decides, you know what? I can just go. To, like, I'm, I'm in the state of Oklahoma. I'm playing for Tulsa. I can go right up the road and play for the Sooners. Mm-hmm. More exposure, more money. Yep. Uh, Trey Lance decides, ah, forget North Dakota State. I'm going to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson decides, forget BYU. I'm going to USC. There's more money for me to be made there. That that would be a concern to me that some of these, uh, the, the non-blue chip programs Mm-hmm. start to get their best players. You know, you develop this guy for two years, and then when he's really about to hit, he, you know, in, in well, comes I mean, Urban Meyer, yeah. in comes Lincoln Riley said, or Nick Saban. I said and me at JMU after two program. years, if Frank Beamer from Tech says, well, you know what, we want you to come here. What do you think I'm going to do at that time? You know, like, those are the things you would have to worry about. Absolutely. You said, you said, oh, I'm going to play for Bud Foster. I'll see you guys I, later. Like, what? I'm going to go to Bud and all these guys he didn't send to the league, and I'm going to get money while I'm there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, but then what you, if, what mm-hmm. if Will, you know, Will Muschamp comes to you and mm-hmm. says, hey, come here. We got Colt McCoy. We got Mac Brown. Come mm-hmm. play defense for me down at Texas. We're going to win a national mm-hmm. championship. You're leaving. You're going. You're leaving. But then, like you said, that hurts those smaller programs as well. And then the gap that's already there between it becomes the larger. And the becomes even larger. And then when that gap continues to become and it feels like it's insurmountable, this is when programs will say, "Well, why are we wasting money putting it into these programs where we're not able to compete in any way, shape, or form? How about we take these money, this money, and put it into different athletic or different academic services, different academic buildings?" So that is what you have to be concerned mm. about, and that's the biggest reason why we say it's a slippery slope, and you have to make sure you're proceeding with caution, and not just with this, but that's just in anything in life. But we know with this scenario, man, this is it's significant for multiple reasons like that. No, without a doubt. It, like I said, it, it's kind of it, it's in a way, right? It's it, the debate around it reminds me a little bit of the college football playoff discussion yes. in the sense that you could really you could sit there and argue either side. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think we all know how this works. It always comes down to the almighty dollar and not just with athletics, with everything in this country. Right. But and in our world, not just this country. Um, but that that it, there's there is there is pros and cons. Uh, and I am glad I'm, I'm definitely on the side of, of let's do this. But again, yeah, we'd be naive if we didn't think that there. You know what? I, I didn't think about what you said too. a lot of programs who might decide to drop, you know, D1 to D3. Like that's especially again. Maybe this doesn't have huge, you know, landscape-altering changes to football and to men's and women's basketball, right? And, and maybe baseball, mm-hmm. you know, um, some of these sports that, okay, maybe they're not making crazy money, but they're not a huge liability. They're not a huge right. cost either. But to volleyball, to mm-hmm. soccer, to track and That's field. That's where it becomes different. I mean, we remember when Title IX first came out, right? That was a big deal because a lot of universities started saying, well, we can't afford to allocate these programs. resources like that. We're going to cut programs. Yep. And that was a big deal. Plenty of people had, you know, got upset about it because collegiate athletics are collegiate athletics. Regardless of the sport, they still are collegiate athletes. Yes. And in that scenario, because of the money and the ramifications of that ruling – they had to make a decision that, hey, we can't afford to pay these people. like, Or we can't afford it for these programs to get equal benefits as compared to these other programs. So they decided to drop them. Those are cause and effects. Yes. <laughs> That's how it works in life. Even though we might feel that, hey, the, the this is a, a greater impact, it's a greater good, it's always going to have a, a, a equal or, or some level of response to that, regardless yeah. of how beneficial or not exactly. it may be, that's going to happen. That's just the circle of life, right? Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Like anything has has those, you know, 
ripple effects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you what, Motsi, this this is going to have some ripple effects without a doubt. This Absolutely, is, man. Again, like we said, it's not like we're going to wake up next week and all of a sudden college athletics are going to be completely different, but this this opens the door for some substantial yes. changes. This, this is the first step, man. Yeah. But speaking of substantial changes, man, it looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers Ooh. could be making some substantial changes as well as it pertains to their offensive line. They had a five-time Pro Bowl right guard. Five-time? Five-time Pro Bowl right guard mm. visit the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was confirmed by Adam Schefter, who we mm. actually we actually like him. So when we get back, we're going to talk about this five-time Pro Bowl guard, right guard visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers, but also Power Grid. Let us know your thoughts on this five-time Pro Bowl guard visiting. Mm-hmm. NCAA stuff as well, too. You know, NCAA stuff, the guard visiting in terms of Trey Turner. We like that visit. Do we think that could be something there? Or we hate it. We don't want him here. <laughs> Either way, let us know on the dot com at the body fifty two. The body and at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And this is Mosin Euler on SNR.